0: Welcome to Joygasmic Shorts, a power-packed experience to give you the best out of our interviews. If you're back for more, remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us reach more people and create our shared dream of an enlightened planet. Thank you so much. Enjoy the short. We're talking about your journey with your daughter and how finding that out was like really you know finding out that she was um in that sort of special category you had a special kid was like really shocking to you how did you go about taking care of yourself you know with the knowledge that you had with the experience that you had in that journey because that just seems like i i drove a school bus for autistic kids for a bit and all i had to do was get them from like front door to school and then other people were taking and I, that in and of itself was like so much and, and i remember being so challenged <laughs> by that experience and realizing I only had them for like an hour and a half every day and didn't even have to, to do things. So talk to me a little bit about that journey and some of the things that worked for you.
1: Yeah, so I think it's important to accept that th- there were stages of that, including denial, right? Hmm. Denial and then the grief phase and then the, okay, pull myself together and, and actually move forward with that grief. And hmm. I have a, a, a video clip on one of my websites that is actually me sharing that vulnerability of that story and how I came to that point of accepting that being her being the best her was never going to be neurotypical and it was never mm. going to be the dream that I had for her. But mm. realising yeah. and being able to reconcile that truly that's actually the essence of what being her mother was. Was to be her advocate and to celebrate her in all of her differences i remember when she turned eight and she put her her own clothes on for the first time and she put her own seatbelt on at eight and how much of a victory that was for all of us and <laughs> i know the special parents who who are listening to this have their own versions of those little triumphs that i are uh, Absolutely massive because and you can't be in a place where you compare to any version of what normal is because there is no normal there is just your child and your advocacy and your fight for that child to be their best and that Mm -hmm. being their best not your best and I think that's a big part of the journey of the special needs parent whether it's down syndrome whether it's spectrum whether it's cerebral palsy whatever that special category is is there has Mm -hmm. to be some reconciliation and we have to get to a place where their best is mine. My- mm. And I think once that happened, I was then able to slow everything down and I and the distress and the anguish and the worry and the sleeplessness and all of that stuff about worrying about her future and what's it going to be and is she ever going to be in a relationship and is she going to ever find a, a man or a woman that's going to love her. Or, you know, all of these pieces because that's where your mind goes even if they're three years old because you mm-hmm. realise that they're not going to be like other people's experience. So there were lots of stages, but I think when I actually made a commitment that her best was gonna be my best and that that was absolutely enough, Mm. that was when I found the dream. Now, you say that, and
0: like my brain still doesn't quite comprehend what that means. What does it mean, like her best was your best? What does that mean to you?
1: I think I always had a plan of what I wanted her life to look like and the freedoms and the opportunities to have. And I think I had a lot of attachment to that.
2: Mm, okay. I
1: wanted her to walk and talk and have friendships like other people. I wanted her to be invited to birthday parties. I wanted her to be able to do somersaults. Well, she's nine and she's just learned how to do a somersault. Okay. This mm-hmm. is stuff that two year olds do, right? So yeah. I think. A lot that we subconsciously and consciously have invested in those milestones, and the other parents do, and and get to celebrate and get to experience with their children. And I talk about mm. this a lot with patients who have non-verbal children, that they yep. they have to come to a place of reconciling that if they only ever sign, or if they only just give you affection, or if they just learn the words that that has to be enough because their best is the best you're going to get and that's Mm -hmm. that's some really hard pill to swallow but it's a it's a pill of truth because you don't have any power in the world because the parents of these kids and i know because i live it we give everything for these to thrive everything it's all the resources in the world, it's the time, it's the money, it's the energy, it's the travel, it's the, the experts that we seek, it's the reading, it's the articles, it's, it's the research, all of those things. Every parent does that because we all want what's best for our child. But at some point in time, we don't have to accept the limita- limitations, but we have to celebrate the little wins. Because those mm. little wins may be all you get.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, what I talked about.
1: little you know it really can. It can sound a little sad, and it can sound a bit like you're making some kind of deep compromise, but it's also understanding and accepting the powerlessness that you have, because you can want all those things in the world, but their genetics and, and their what they're here for and their place in the world may look different to your expectations, and mm-hmm. our job as their parents is to love them where they are, not love them for what we want them to be. yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm understanding that better. It's like the best that she, her best, her like acts, absolute maximum, whatever that might be, a somersault at nine, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe that's like her, her best version of that needs to be where your expectation of of best is as versus like, you know, going to college and doing an MBA and uh, solving world hunger <laughs> or whatever yes, that exactly. might be, right? Cause you, when you when she's a baby or when she's in your body like you have all of these hopes and dreams for for life for yourself a lot of people project their their own unfulfilled stuff onto their oh you will become the whatever star that I wasn't and And, and just being like oh okay like this is okay and then the the piece that you mentioned about being sad is it's like celebrating the small wins I talk about this when we talk about joy and happiness it's like if you're always searching for the really big milestone in the future and everything's for that like you're never gonna have that like oh my room's kind of messy today but I accept myself in that and I win because I accept myself in that it's totally fine it's not on camera right like (laughs) you know whatever like that's that that can be a tiny little win it doesn't sound like a win but if you know it's five times cleaner than it was yesterday that's a huge win or in the case of your daughter you know she. Uh, Did the somersault or failed the somersault and felt happy at the end of it. That's a win,
1: right? And I think the the freedom from acknowledging that win is the important piece for the mother and the father of the special child Because we have to not feel that emotional discomfort and torn as we go. Oh, it's good, but I wish it was better because mm. I've got to know that that somersault that she did at nine would never have happened if I had not moved our life to Utah and we had not done seven hours of physical therapy a week for 12 months and I didn't feed her nothing but organic food and I didn't have the fight to make sure she has nine hours sleep. And You know, all those things are a result of my efforts. So there's yeah. got to be a personal success in that, not just mm. the success. And so I think the freedom is actually really the win is the win.
0: Mm. The win is the win. And that's it. It's not like in comparison to anything. And what a, what a teaching in presence. What a teaching in like being in the moment and just celebrating. Oh, like they're here. They're alive. I'm with them. Maybe that was challenging five minutes ago. Right now
2: it's peaceful. What a win. Yeah. I'm on a big mission to end family trauma in this generation and so I'm working with conscious moms to create a powerful change where we can become bulletproof where we have no triggers where our children cannot touch us no matter what they throw at us so that we can be the kind of moms that we needed and the kind of moms that we want to be for this new generation so that we can end rape we can end trauma we can end neglect we can end sexual shame we can end consumerism we can end screen addiction we can end all of these things by how we choose to parent and how we show up in the world so i invite you to be on this journey with me and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the other side so get your name and email in that box and join me on this journey it's going to be an incredible seven days where you are guided every day to understand how to create better habits how to not give up and how to implement the 60 second hack to rewire your brain so that you know that no matter what's happening you'll come back to a loving place fast I love you I'll see you on the other side moment